0: Gather round, gather round, join us for a spell. There is magic to be found and stories here to tell. Feed the fire, merry meat, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble.
1: Bonfire babble.
0: Welcome to the bonfire
1: exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey,
0: and I'm Detta.
1: Welcome back
0: episode eight the next in our October series that's right tarot tarot baby it's been so long since I've seen you Corey. what's new (laughs) (laughs) okay we record two episodes at a time and so we're recording on the same day
1: we uh we like to really maximize our hangout
0: that's right that's right.
1: But we are, I know I am very excited about uh, Episode 8 today because I got to, again, learn a new word. Did you really? I
0: did. Okay, before we start, before we get right to the babble,
1: I want to give a little shout out. Yesterday, the 12th was Indigenous Peoples Day. So as a way to celebrate that, uh, if you don't know really what to do on the formerly Columbus Day uh. I recommend that you look into whose land you're on. There's a really cool app to do that. You can Mm -hmm. go to any number of websites to find out whose land you're on and find out maybe once or recurring or whatever way you can support uh, that group of people. I know
0: that we talk about Real Rent Duwamish here a lot because that's the land we're on. If you want to, you can donate to them. And and probably other tribes have something similar. Yeah. My cousin helped.
1: Well, not helped with, but works with and has worked with one of the people that was in charge of organizing that. And it took many years. And it's a really worthy and important thing to do, because to acknowledge is one thing. Yeah, you can acknowledge that you're. You're in somebody else's house, but you have to also make good on deserving to be there because as the really adorable sticker in Deadest Space says to me, are you not a Native American? Then you're an immigrant. So maybe pitch in.
0: So true. So true. Pitch in.
1: Uh, so happy Indigenous Peoples Day. We want to once again acknowledge we are on Duwamish land here and we are doing our best to make... That I don't know, not okay, but to do our part to be on that land.
0: Yeah. Check out our land Check at out the our end the, acknowledgement. Check out our land
1: acknowledgement and rail
0: episode. rent. To so, Corey, mm-hmm. have you heard that they're remaking the craft? <laughs> How do you feel about that? I don't know. <laughs>
1: I don't know if the microphone
0: just picked oh, up the noise that I made. I think it might have. But get me stuck. Started. Oh, man. Okay. I have such mixed feelings about that movie in the first place. I don't know if you do.
1: So here's the thing. <laughs> You've chosen a question that I could literally talk about for hours, <laughs> but I'll try to divvy it down. Um, I love the craft. Do I think it's an accurate representation of actual witchcraft? No. Do I love Feruza Balk because I think she's spooky oh. and weird and amazing? Of course I do. Um, <laughs> but did it absolutely shape young very depressed, Corey. Uh, yes, it did. Oh, did it really? Um, that movie was is was and is so important to me. Um, for a number of reasons. I think that partly because it was a portrayal of things that I'd never really seen portrayed in media before. Yeah, triggery things that I won't talk about. If you've seen it, you know. It it also had these women who like young women who they're not little girls who embrace their own power, yeah, to shape the world to be what they want it to be. And I think that it's a beautiful example of what happens when you're not careful when your intentions aren't true. What can happen if you don't take your magic I don't want to say seriously, but I mean like seriously oh, they take like, it
0: seriously. They
1: take it seriously, yeah. but it's all ego driven. it's all it's all what can I gain? Instead of what can I give? And
0: I. And can I just jump in on Mm -hmm. that? And that is not to say that, oh, you have to give and sacrifice Mm. of yourself. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I I know Corey's on the same page with that. But there is a balance and they lost the balance. They
1: lost that balance. I know there are a lot of arguments for that movie being um, a cautionary tale for young girls not to mess with things they shouldn't oh, be whatever. messing with, which I think is trash, wow. which I think is trash. And I'm just going to say that. I think that's a garbage take. Um, I do not agree with that at all. But I think that it is evocative and embodies a very specific time and a very specific need. At that
0: time. So why remake it? Why are we remaking? I have it? no idea. There
1: are a million stories right now oh. that need to be told. I want to tell them. That need to be told, <laughs> and the remake of
0: The Craft
1: is not one of
0: them. Having and said that, I'm totally going to watch it.
1: I'm gonna, ex- <laughs> I'm gonna see it because I think it's important to. Uh, Keep tabs. I think it's important to keep tabs on the way witches are being portrayed in the media. That's very important to me. I think Uh, so, too. Dada knows I'm constantly talking about, like, women or witch, whatever gender or non-gender, of artists and, like, how those people are portraying witchcraft and how those people are portrayed As witches in media.
0: That's why I ended up hating Sabrina, the teenage witch. I'm sorry if you loved it, everybody. But man, the amount of the devil that they brought into that. And what I love about Practical Magic is that Sandra Bullock says there is no devil in the craft because there's not. There's
1: not. We don't believe in it. I also had a hard time with Sabrina. I enjoyed the first season because it had like a fun vibe. But I started watching the newest season. Spoilers, I guess. Sorry, it's been out there for a while. Um, And the pagan witches make an appearance. Yeah. And I had to stop watching it. Yeah. Because of the way they were being portrayed. And I was like, Ex- excuse me, but
0: yeah. no. No.
1: How dare you? Yeah. And that makes me really sad because the women who play the aunts... I think the actress Tati Gabrielle, who plays Prudence, is incredible, and I think that the aunts are incredible, and I think that there was so much potential for really cool stories. So much. but And, there's and just the all... girl who
0: plays the lead, too, from yeah, Mad she's great. and stuff. I love her.
1: Yeah, Kieran, the whole cast is great. Kieran and Shipka is terrific, but the
0: there's just a lot there that is— There are too many inaccuracies. Really there's just too much— Disrespectful yeah. inaccuracies? Yes, yes. It's one thing. So, for example, like Hocus Pocus. Hocus I should Cocus. not love it. Shouldn't, but you know. But it's, it's a
1: classic and it's wonderful. And
0: it's a little bit, you know, fluff. It's campy. Yeah, it is campy. And it falls into all the old tropes. And I have no problem also with fiction. Halloween Town. Yeah. <gasps> oh, Halloween Get me
1: Jimmy started on how much I love Halloween <laughs> Town.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, want it to
1: be Marnie.
0: There is nothing wrong with fiction. It's just when you take fiction to a disrespectful level. I think you nailed it. So, yeah, it's just.
1: Yeah. So I want wanted to I like I loved Sabrina the first season I like yeah. absolutely adored it and then it just kind of took a weird it took it took went to a weird place I stopped watching I had to stop watching it because I was like if this is the way they're going to portray pagan witchcraft I need to tell them to stop yeah. and by telling them to stop I will stop watching so mm-hmm. back to the original question about the craft it doesn't <laughs> need to be made I don't understand why it's happening yeah. I'll see it because I think it's the responsible thing is to see what's being said but um i'm not happy about it
0: <laughs> i'm not happy about it there're just some things that just don't now the *Hocus Pocus* yeah.
1: sequel that i've heard there's a sequel rumored on the twitter yes uh all of the cast is like in it they're like ready to do it so so i i am 100% on board for that because it's a sequel it's not a remake you can't recast bet midler like i'm sorry oh, and you can't recast Farooza Bulk. I'm sorry, you can't. There is no one in Hollywood that has the same the same weird quality as Farooza Bulk. And I think that, like I said, the craft is just so specific to a time and yeah, a place. I agree. So we have new information from when we were recording all of our takes on the craft about 20 minutes ago, and it turns out that it's not technically a remake, uh, but it is. So remake adjacent, and it is so very much in like the same world and universe, and it feels so much like a remake that I stand by everything I said, even though it's technically a sequel, I guess. I I, I stand by it. I stand by it. I stand by it with you. Let us know if you agree. I would love to hear another perspective on it that isn't my old 90s kid ass, so please tell us. So,
0: you want to babble?
1: Let us babble. Today we are talking about tarot. Before we get into the history of tarot as a practice, I want to first and foremost acknowledge an artist. So if you practice tarot, or you've ever seen tarot, or you've seen a shirt with a tarot card on it, you have probably seen art from the formerly Rider Waite deck. It is often no longer called the Rider-Waite deck because Rider-Waite completely dismisses the woman who drew all of those illustrations. What? Tell now, me more. I read about this in Pam Grossman's book, Waking the Witch. Okay. I did a little more research on my own. It Get me started on this. So a wonderful woman named Pam- Pamela Coleman-Smith, who we're going to call Pixie because her friends called her Pixie, and it's just easier to say, illustrated the weight deck. She was a prolific artist and illustrator who contributed to the suffrage movement through her art in England. Uh, she had her own zine. She had her own publishing house. Wow. And <laughs> the weight deck, the writer weight deck, which I will henceforth call the Smith weight deck. Okay. Because that is what it is now being published as in a lot of places. And a lot of stores are no longer carrying it if it's titled the Rider Waite deck. They're That's only, awesome. They're only carrying the Smith deck. She was commissioned to draw 78 illustrations for this deck. All of the major and minor arcana, all the pips, everything. And it is now the most widely used deck in the world. And I would just like to point out that she was not recognized for that. And she was not at all compensated for that.
0: Are you kidding? She I mean she was paid,
1: but she was not
0: Oh, but not something what we call residuals in. It's just like
1: the game Monopoly, which was created by a woman to the game Monopoly was created by a woman to illustrate the hazards of capitalism. And uh, she sold it and they didn't give her any residuals. And now it's like a game that's like, make money, buy things. It's supposed to be against that. Anyway, that was a little bit of a tangent, but it's another illustration of a woman not being paid for her work. So she was commissioned for this artwork and she created this beautiful, beautiful work. And she was one of the first to sort of create the images as allegories with the pips included in them so like there are seven pentacles or there are eight pentacles or whatever or there's nine wands and her work was so accessible and it was so widely seen and used and she sort of faded into obscurity and never really made a lot of money on her Mm -hmm. art or her publishing house or anything
0: like that when did she pass I do don't know? remember that's okay. I'm a that's bad right. researcher. That's but... okay. No, you're not. You're a very good researcher. So go out and do some research do on Do some her.
1: research about Pixie Smith. And if you are planning on buying your first tarot deck and you want to buy one of the deck that you're familiar with seeing the most, do your best to find one that's published as the Smith deck because she deserves the recognition for all of her work.
0: And I'm so glad you said that. Let's get into our first myth, in my opinion, about tarot decks is that you cannot buy your first tarot deck you You must be given or gifted your first tarot deck i just want to say that's a myth you may totally go out and buy your first don't wait if you're into tarot you want to try it go try it oh my gosh and
1: it there is it's a lovely feeling to be gifted a tarot deck
0: it is it's cool Detta gave me two
1: and they're the most amazing cards. And it's a wonderful feeling, but in the same way as you need to take responsibility for your own power, take responsibility for your tarot practice. Yeah. The word that I learned for this episode is cartomancy.
0: I love that <laughs> word. I
1: didn't know it was a thing. Basically, it means divination using cards. So cartomancy, if we use that moving forward, you now know you learned a new word today. Or maybe you didn't. Maybe you're, you've are you been a witch for 40 years and you're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> But maybe not. So I love learning new words. So let me give that gift uh, to you.
0: And if you knew it, you now get to see it more beautifully and shiny through Corey's eyes. <laughs> I love it.
1: A little bit of history of actual tarot reading. I have information from two sources as well as personal experience. Awesome. When it comes to the history of tarot, and those sources are Wikipedia, like I said, I like to start there because it's a great way to find other resources.
0: Yeah, they put those little the little links. hyperlinks. Those hyperlinks. Love
1: a hyperlink. Uh but the other source I have is actually an episode called Tarot Mythology from Mental Floss. Mm. And I don't know if y'all know Mental Floss, but I remember when Mental Floss just started and I remember associating it with the Vlogbrothers and and They do such incredible work with education and accessible education, and they're great. But it was a really interesting article that had a little bit of history and a lot of controversy and, like, fun, interesting information. But tarot comes from a card game in Italy. The word tarot comes from a card game in Italy called Tarocci, uh, which was originally called Trionfi, which is basically Tarocci was synonymous with the word fool, because it was a card game that had an extra card, the fool. We all are. If you know Tarot, you're familiar with the fool. If you're not, really pay attention to the fool card in your deck. It's so important. It's the first card in your deck.
0: But it, but it's a zero.
1: It's also a zero. It's. I love the fool card. We'll get into that. But it began as a playing card game and there were many different types of decks and that was in about the mid fifteenth century in Italy. However, cardomancy is much older than that and it can mm-hmm. go back as far it can be traced back as far as about the fourteenth century okay. when a game when games like the game Mamluk which I am definitely pronouncing wrong, came from Turkey to Europe. <laughs> so if you speak Turkish, I am very sorry for that.
0: But, I don't know, but I really want some Turkish coffee right now. Oh, now that you've said that. Sorry. Yeah. Total I was, sidebar.
1: When I was lucky enough to go to Greece with my grandma, we went through Turkey as well, and I got to, nope, that was a different trip. But it was with my theater group. We went through Turkey and I got to try Turkish coffee and it's the best. It's the best. It's so good. Ever. Okay. Anywho. Sidebar. So there was a game called Mamluk that came from Turkey to Europe in the 14th century. But it didn't begin to be really widely used as like divination. And even then it was like divination for fun. I thought that mm-hmm. phrase a lot <laughs> uh, until about the 18th century. And that was when specific decks for divination were being created for uh, occult purposes. There is a lot of controversy about whether or not it was ever meant to be anything but a card game. And I don't, Oh, well. Like, I do not have the time to get into all of that. But the Mental Floss article is very good. But whether or not you believe that it, it's just for fun or for domination or how serious you want to take it is entirely up to you. But the history is weirdly divisive, which yeah. I thought was really interesting. Uh, and since I don't want to be divisive, I'm not going to go into that here. But okay, cool. But I think that we can probably just talk about our experience with it and um, just understand that it started out as one thing and transformed into another. And I think that's a really strong sort of through line with a lot of magic yeah, and practices. It starts as one thing and then it becomes adapted to another. Yeah. But I really hope that learning a little bit more about Pixie Smith, I know that for me, it has changed the way I view the weight deck because when I first got one, I did journaling about it and I was like learning about it and I, I didn't really connect to it I very much. I didn't either. But now that I know more about Pixie, I want to pull that deck out
0: again. So we talked in the last episode about how books with intentions, you know, the Gramercy and the hidden energy underneath Gramercy. And so I wonder if because she was so slighted, if that's why I I have never been drawn to that deck. Maybe. And and having said that, I'm going to show Corey now would be a good time to show Corey a new deck that maybe she has seen that I just have in my possession, if that's okay. But only if you're done with history. I don't want to...
1: Uh, I was just going to say um, her work had like a really feminist bent, like her personal artwork. And I encourage you to look up her piece, The Blue Cat. It It's delicious. It's wonderful. I loved it. Uh, but her art had a really feminist bent and she was really into stories and i think that that really shows on her work it was one of the first if if not the first interpretation of the tarot deck that had a full story that went through it
0: well and that is what's so important about tarot right now we talk about that a lot is the journey that we take and it is the fools to consider the fool's journey and all the major arcana are the people that the fool meets along the way and the changes that the fool makes by the time they get to the end and go out into the world. And then, yeah, a story, another sticker that I have. You have a powerful story to tell. You do. And you can tell it through tarot and you can discover things about your story through tarot or or make decisions, uh, informed decisions uh, with some information that you get from tarot work.
1: And a lot of people will tell you that you're the fool. Like that's who yeah. you're supposed to put yourself in the yeah. seat of. And that's one way to interpret it, but some days maybe you're like, I'm not the fool. Yeah. I'm the hierophant today. And you know, it's it's such a beautiful, broad way to sort of explore who you are and how you are, when you are, and how you can move forward from That's that. why
0: I love picking cards of the day, which a lot yes. of people who practice tarot and, and take it into their daily meditation, their daily practice, pull a card of the Who am I today?
1: I just dropped a coaster because it was stuck in my cup. Don't worry about it.
0: (laughs) Uh, So, and who am I today? And like Corey said, sometimes you're the, sometimes you're the tower. Sometimes, sometimes you're the seven of swords, which we'll talk about a little later. Sometimes you're
1: the windshield. Sometimes you're the bug. Mary Cheap and
0: Carpenter. So so weird I almost did that <laughs> okay so I'm now going to go back to this card mm-hmm, uh, deck that I just got which I believe is inspired by her artwork but it is one of the most one of the most inclusive decks I've ever seen and after I said that there is something I want to say to all tarot makers out there and I'm going to start writing people who make my favorite decks I would like options for the lover card yes in every single deck, I think we should get three or four, or, or maybe there's more that I'm not thinking of. But here's what I would have in in every single deck that I get from now on. I want a lover that is the regular cis that we see all the time. I want one that is two women, one that is two men, one that is, you can't tell, non-binary, and maybe even one... With many lovers? Yeah. 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 I'd like to see three or four. And I get that I'm making that literal. I know that the Lover card, if you if you know Tarot, you're listening and going, oh, but data. that's not all it's about. It's not just about lovers. And it's not, but it. But it's called the Lovers, you guys. And,
1: and it's so important to see yourself in your cards. And what better way than to see yourself in your card? And that's what I love about one of my favorite decks, which is the Prisma Visions deck, is that the lovers are sort of... You can't, they're not very distinct. They're just two people. And that's
0: kind of what the one I just handed. So now I have just handed. What would you like me to do? Corey. Go ahead and, and look at him. This is the Modern Witch Tarot deck. If you have seen it, it is everywhere right now on Instagram. And I posted the badass card on Instagram that comes with the deck a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that one. You <gasps> oh are a badass. God. I know, right? It is a gorgeous deck, but it is. <gasps> It is the closest thing to the Smith Waite deck I have ever seen, but isn't that artwork amazing? And it's I'm inclusive. Cry. I know. And the king is very non-binary or the emperor, cute dyke. Or, the know. Emperor has ram's horns. Yeah.
1: I am slain.
0: Yeah. And there are lots of people of color, and it's just that girl has tattoos. This is I feel freaking love this deck i haven't i've just started interviewing this deck i'm just getting to know this deck which we'll talk a, about as well about how you get to know your deck and attachments just, to it
1: she's <laughs> done i'm so excited i just got to the chariot done. i'm dead i'm dead these are the most incredible cards i've ever seen
0: <laughs> yeah i know okay well you, i'm gonna buy it you can find lots of these. pictures uh, all over Instagram and I, I will start posting some of them as well but really if I, you like them at all
1: I really feel the hermit on a deep level in this card
0: <laughs> they're gorgeous and they're they're just gorgeous and they are reminiscent don't you think of Smith? yes
1: they're very much in the style of Smithway deck this it has like okay so I'm gonna say something yeah because I had it. no I had no idea what she was gonna show me and this was a surprise very exciting I'm fucking stoked on these so one of the beautiful things about tarot decks, even including before Pixie, like back in Italy and France and Germany and all of those places that were playing with tarot uh, as a game, the cards were familiar to those people. Mm-hmm. So they were people they would recognize. One of the cards is rumored in the Smithwaite deck to be modeled after one of her great friends. Uh, and I think it's the emperor or the hierophant. I can't remember, but it's a guy that she knew. And these cards...
0: They look like people They look know. like
1: people I know. Yeah. And like some of them look like me. And
0: I'm slain. So that's the first thing. Okay, episode's there. over. I have <laughs> to go look at these cards. Bye. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and thank you. It was fun getting to know all of you today. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> thank oh you. Oh, my God. <laughs> these
1: are the most beautiful cards, Dada. Aren't they
0: awesome? I just had a feeling that you would like it.
1: Also, is letting me physically handle these cards. And that's a really personal choice. You don't have to ever let anyone touch your cards if you don't want to. I have a, I have one deck that I don't let anybody touch. But that's just because I probably would let Detta handle it because I trust Detta and like I know her energy and I know where she lives, so to speak. <laughs> and But I, it's a very personal thing. It's like a true. Choice, a personal choice. And
0: some tarot card readers have decks that they only let clients use. And they might have the exact same deck that is for their personal use that nobody touches but them. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry. I just need to interject for a moment because the table of contents of the little book that comes with this.
0: And it's a hard It's a hard. It's a little
1: hardcover book. Yeah. It's very precious. Is a lesbian couple with two kids. I know. I'm slain.
0: It's really awesome. It's a really awesome deck, you guys. And it's also one of the queerest decks out there right now, which I love. And I want to hear from listeners. Yes, tell us all about. Yes, but also inclusive. There are some people in there that I go, oh, that is a non-binary person. I I know it is. I know it is. And oh, by the way, I used the word dyke earlier. I happen to love the word dyke. (laughs) I, I own that word. I... I've only heard it as a slur once, directed towards my wife, and I lost my shit. And I was just like, "You are using what is now a sacred word to me." So no, yeah. yeah, as as a slur. So and if anybody's offended by that, I apologize. Please know that I love it and I own it, and I think it's a great word if you're not using it as a slur.
1: I use the word queer a lot. So if that's, I just I like the way it it covers all the things. Uh, if if I want you to know i'm never ever using that as a derogatory term
0: i have never heard that as a derogatory term. truly truly gosh i feel so young and old all at the same time
1: it used to be real not a nice
0: yeah the f word for men yeah Ooh, that's not even a word i entertain yeah yeah but and, and yeah and i know lots of guys who use that word with each other and it's as theirs well. and that's fine it's theirs. yeah just like i feel yeah. like yeah I've been on all
1: manner of yeah. sides of, of weird inclusion versus exclusion because I'm bi and a lot of people are like, well, are you bi or are you pan? And I'm like, well, I mean, technically I'm pan, but I identify as bi and, and it's like a whole thing. And then there's the whole thing about, you know, bi eraser. And then there's just I just like to use the word queer because I feel like it, it, it encompasses it, it, it all.
0: I wear it like a cozy, cozy sweater. So I will say one more thing and then let's get back to tarot. I, when I was in fourth grade, did you guys ever do those scholastic Books? Did you order those? Yes. Uh, yeah, and you'd get the little sheet, and you'd check it out, and you'd go home and beg your parents, or I would. Please, can I have money to pay for this? Yes. And one of my fourth grade books was something queer happened at the ballpark, and it was about two best friends, and she was a baseball player, and a bat had gone or a bat or a mitt had gone missing. Yeah,
1: that's something uh, queer happened at the
0: ballpark. And. I have. I look back at that and go, "Oh, that's a little baby lesbian right there doing uh, doing some investigation. She's a little uh, detective." Something very so, yeah. very funny. It's about a that. great book.
1: Is that the cover of that book has recently come around as a meme? Do you know that
0: book? What mm-hmm. my book?
1: Yeah, <laughs> because my friend, one of my friends who uh, posts a lot of lesbian content posted that recently. Oh my gosh. And I laughed my entire butt off because I was like, I'll bet something queer happened at the ballpark.
0: I have to say I've wanted to write a musical based on that and I haven't been able to get a hold of the author. I, I am it? trying so hard to get a hold of her. Can I be in it? Yeah. And I have to say if somebody gets a hold of the author and gets permission before me, I will not be bitter. But yes, I think it would be a great musical. I have envisions of it going to the Seattle Children's Theater. Wow. Oh, okay, fun. that was a total sideboard conversation. Ooh. Let's head back Welcome to Tarowa. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome back, back listeners. <laughs> to Tarot. So what let's
1: talk about yeah. your relationship with Tarot, because I just talked a lot.
0: I discovered Tarot, gosh, I I must have been eighteen or nineteen. I was very <laughs> it feels like a very long time ago. And when I was older, I someone gifted me a Shakespeare Tarot. And that is when I went back to, and my very first deck was also given to me by my wife. It was called, um, I don't remember what it was called, but they were round. And I just have such a hard time with them. And I have misplaced them. I think they were women of the moon and. Hence the round. Yeah. And and they were gorgeous and stuff, but I really struggled with them. So then I bought my, I bought a deck and I just started exploring and take, you know what? I still feel like. You spend so much time when you want to – When I wanted to read tarot for other people. Mm -hmm. And if you want to do that, you spend a ton of time really getting to know the cards, interviewing the deck, trying to make a connection. And I still feel like every single day I pull a card, I go, do I know enough about this? I need to – I'm sure I can find out something new. That's not true of every single card I pull. But there are cards that I just go, wow, this one hasn't come into my life a lot. I need to do some more investigation and spend some time with this one.
1: Tarot and journaling go together like best friends at the ballpark. Yes.
0: They're like the best prompts for journal work. And if you hate journal work, I want to encourage you to keep trying or find a format of reflection you like. If free-form
1: journaling is hard for you, which Mm. it can really be because sometimes you have so many thoughts that putting them down seems ridiculous because how could you possibly – Tarot is actually a really great way to practice because you have sort of a prompt and a structure, Mm -hmm. and it it makes journaling feel a little bit more natural.
0: And there are tons of spreads. There are tons of ways. Here's the biggest thing that's hard for people to learn about tarot and when they're going to get there. It's not, yes, there are psychic elements to it. For some people, not everybody, some it's just really, really intuitive, but it's not a, am I going to win the lottery next week? Yes or no. You don't get a lot of yes or no answers. That doesn't mean you won't know yes or no by the time you get through the journey, because again, it's a story and you're telling a story. And people who are skeptical about tarot, every single person that has come into something skeptical I'll lay down the cards for them and they'll go, oh, my gosh, that's what's happening. That That is what's happening in my life. Yeah. That is what's going on. Oh, my gosh, I've been thinking about this, but I've also been thinking about this. And there, this is in the card. And it's, it's magical. It's magical. It is magical. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that part of what makes it so accessible as divination because like a lot of people div- divine in different ways yeah so people use scrying or mirrors or crystals or whatever i have a pendulum that i'm trying to get the hang of oh i love pendulum work something that is so universal i love particularly the way particularly the way that welcome to Night Vale talks about this but the very first thing And the very last thing will be stories. Mm -hmm. And we relate to stories so, so deeply as people because we need a way to relate to the world around us. And that is through stories. And the reason that tarot is such an accessible means of divining is because it's literally just storytelling.
0: Yes. And Mm -hmm. if you're stuck, it can take you down. A path that you didn't expect it can give you an idea that you didn't see even though once you see it you go oh my gosh that was right in front of me the entire time but I didn't see it but the card said look at this why are you ignoring this absolutely how did you get into tarot
1: Uh, well I think that in my periphery I always knew about tarot because Mm -hmm. it was in like movies and you know you just kind of see it as like the lady in the weird shop with the neon sign that's got a crystal ball and the word tarot on it, you know, like it's it was it was casually in my periphery. But I got my first deck. Let's see, I was living in Capitol Hill probably, so like seven years ago, seven or eight, yeah. I don't know, maybe what is time? Am I right? <laughs> uh, so about seven, I'm gonna say eight years ago and know that that might be. It. A misrepresentation, but it's about that long. And I did a sort of, like, YouTube workshop. There was this tarot reader that I really enjoyed, and she did a whole, like, class series. Do
0: you remember her name? I don't. Okay.
1: But I might. And if I remember it, I'll put it in the show notes.
0: I think Enchanted Sisters, I think that's their name. They do a great tarot class as well, if you're interested.
1: I think her name was, like, Angie Green or something. And she was deeply English and her accent made me happy. And she did, like, a whole series of videos about – it was just so thorough about, like, these are the major arcana and this is what the pips mean. It was just really thorough and it instilled in me a really great dedication to the journaling about my cards process. So that's now my process. Anytime I get a new deck, I mm-hmm. journal about each of the cards and, like, what I literally see and what it says to me. And – Then I was really, it was kind of like learning a new language where you feel kind of comfortable and confident doing it by yourself. But the second you try to put it in front of somebody else or try to speak to them in their native language, you clam up and your brain goes stupid and you just kind of forget everything. That's how I felt. So I didn't really tell anyone about it. And then about two years ago, I started offering friends of mine readings. And I've only ever done like five. People Is that right? Yeah, people are always like, oh, I'd love to do that. And then, like, they never really reach out or follow up about it. Um, and I recently did one for my sister-in-law, and it was such a boost because it really resonated with her, which made me feel really wow. good about what I was doing, that I was kind of, like, on the right path with tarot.
0: Yeah. I've been reading for years and reading for other people. And because of this episode, I was telling my wife about it, and she went, huh. Would you read my cards? And I was like, wait, wait. And all of a sudden, all this flip, 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 flip. I can't believe I've never read your cards because you've never read my cards. And so I'm going to read her cards. We're doing it tonight, actually. It's just like wild. And by the way, we are talking uh, about this system. There's another system that I don't know much about, and it it just never interested me. I think it's called Toth. Oh, Thoth. Thoth. Yes. So there's another. There's a
1: Thoth tarot. <laughs> there's a Thoth tarot. There's, there's also a number, like an as many as you can think of, oracle cards.
0: Well, there are oracle cards. I think those are, com- that's a form of divination that's not It's cardomancy. Tarot. Yeah. But it's yeah. just not tarot.
1: And uh, the book of Thoth tarot cards, I don't know anything about them. Yeah. And I actually feel like I should because Natalie
0: Brought to light
1: Thoth for me. And I feel like, oh my gosh, weird, weird moment that I'm having right now.
0: On the podcast, you're witnessing it live, You're
1: witnessing a tiny little brain explosion.
0: I didn't realize they were the same. Thoth? Yeah, that it was the same as...
1: Yeah, because Thoth is like the god of writing and like education and knowledge
0: yeah i know very little about it I, I i researched it when i first started and then i was like yeah not for me so i'm not going to keep going down that path there's so many other things to learn but now maybe interesting i'll learn from Corey on that one i'll see i'll see yeah. if it
1: speaks to me yeah huh what are some of the cards that you we know that you identify with the elements of fire and wind really well so what are some of the cards in the tarot that you identify with
0: I so this is gonna I really love the page of wands and I've been pulling her uh, so much lately why do
1: you love the page of wands
0: you know it's like so one of my favorite words is precipice love that word. I love that word I love the way it sounds and I love what it means and I feel like the page of wands is almost always on a precipice but but sometimes the precipice is later on in the journey and it's just another precipice along your focus. So I don't feel like even though I am the person's like, ooh, shiny, new, let's go that way. I have to work really hard to stay focused. There's so much in this lifetime I want to learn. There's so much to do and I'm not going to get it all done. I feel like she serves both of, of those. So that's one of the reasons. And it's a happy card. And I, she has just recently come to me because I've done a lot of time in recovery and journeying from trauma in my life Great. as so many of us have and a lot of times not happy and i've worked really hard to find joy i won't to, i've worked really hard to find joy even in the chaotic times because if we're working And trying to make a difference in the world and trying to change the world, if we don't find some joy along the way, it's just not healthy. No. So, again, it's about balance. So I really try to approach, and I do not always succeed because I have a lot of freaking anger as well, as I'm sure a lot of us do right now. But I try to approach what I want with love and joy, and that card takes me to there. Now, having said that, one of my other favorite cards is the Seven of Swords. So... I know, I know. And And then we took a wild (laughs) left turn. It is a misunderstood card. It has a lot of depth. You have to spend some time with it to really understand what it's saying. It's not all bad. I love the Empress. I love the moon. I love uh, the star. I love... uh, What are some of your favorite cards? I'd love to hear.
1: Well, okay, first of all... If you get nothing else from whatever I say today, what I would like to instill in all of you, (laughs) because if I'm going to have it, you all get to have it, (laughs) is a healthy annoyance with the use of the death tarot card in horror movies.
0: Oh, I want you to just be
1: so annoyed next time you see that card on a movie where they're like, (gasps) death, scary. The death card is not literally it's
0: just it's transformation it's literally
1: transformation that's
0: literally what it is so as a matter of fact the light seer their death card is death and rebirth that is their card see Uh, that's another one of my favorite decks is Uh, the light seer the one
1: you're holding in in my hands (laughs) Uh, but yeah so i love the death card because what it means is that something that is stagnant or or not serving is going to be transformed or or it means that i need to do the work to make something stagnant and stale transform. Mm-hmm. Now the card, now I'm not saying you should be afraid of any of the cards. But the card that should be used in horror movies is very fucking scary, excuse my mouth, is the tower. That's a scary card, fam. That's a scary card. I
0: tell us why it's scary. Well, tell us okay. about it.
1: So I definitely pulled it the other day. <laughs> you probably if you follow the Instagram, you saw it. Um, and I was doing a sort of inventory like internal check-in spread and i pulled the tower for uh the i think slot of that and that was very scary to see the tower wow (laughs) but dennis face is like oh geez the tower card basically my interpretation of it and please chime in with yours is it is a total collapse of a structure whether that's a paradigm or a relationship, it's a total freaking collapse. And what you do with that is very important, which is why I think it's such an important card. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but I will say it's a very important card to me because mm-hmm. it helps me to say, okay, this thing has fallen apart or is about to fall apart. What do I do? Do I allow myself to be crushed under the weight of it? Or do I build something new? On this foundation. Or do I build something new with these materials? Mm. It is.
0: Oh, I like that a lot. <laughs> and
1: that's how I chose to interpret that card that day. Because that's what felt right. And with the context of like my thoughts process lately. And this new job. And, and this new project. And all of this stuff. I I choose to take the rubble of my past paradigm. And build a better one. So the tower card is actually the scary one let's
0: uh, let's all do that let's let, all let's, let's all build something build new out something of some new. rubble i um, mean if you the... have rubble in your life right now i can't imagine what would be going on. But... <laughs> what everything's <Right>? fine
1: <laughs> but the uh the other cards i love are uh the empress and i really like the suit the entire suit of wands um i love wands. pentacles stresses me out uh because it's usually having to do with Root chakra things like money and security. And that's earth-based. And that's earth-based, earth based and it's uh, something that I struggle with a lot. Um, but you're such a good gardener. Yes, yes. I I am such a good gardener in the garden.
0: <laughs> oh, we went to metaphor land there, people. Yeah. We went to metaphor we land. We went to metaphor land,
1: and my internal garden is something I have a hard time tending. And when my root chakra things or my... My safety and stability things are in flux. I do not handle that very Mm. well. So the pentacle suit.
0: Yeah, I don't think a lot of people handle that well. Some
1: people can like live in that chaos and like thrive on the change and like. But there are two things that will send me into an acid reflux, ugly cry spiral, and that is the idea that my mom is unwell in any way. Oh yeah. And oh yeah, money. Those two. My own health couldn't give a fuck, but (laughs) my mom. And my bank account are the two things that stress me out so badly. Not to say that my mom stresses me out. I love her more than anything. She's my rock. But her health, that can be a stressor because I can't even, I won't even entertain.
0: And I think because we live in a capitalist society, of course, even when you are stable financially, you panic about it all the time because you hear all these stories about people who have plenty of money in the middle class and one health thing can take them out and 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 they become I mean I've heard over and over again people who've become homeless one
1: major illness I am we're all six degrees from Kevin Bacon but a lot of us are one major illness or emergency away from being unhomed
0: yeah so we just have to work to stabilize that as a society that's one of my that's some of our work yeah that is some of our work is yeah yeah but well, if you choose to accept it. It's not everybody's work. Mission, Everybody has different work. <laughs> and but every witch has different work too. Not absolutely. every witch is going to be, you know, magically be into magical activism. Yeah. But we we, we hope we tempt you. <laughs> yeah.
1: And some might even say that like harnessing your power and finding your joy is a form of yeah. activism.
0: That is it. So yes, and that own in your own sovereignty. Anyway, but so, as far as tarot, as far as yeah, cards, yeah,
1: I really love fire. The wands, big fan. Yeah, uh, I have a little bit of baggage around some of the major arcana, but arcana, major arcana. But uh, I really love the moon because I think that there's a really beautiful duality in that mm-hmm. card, where it's like illuminating some things, but also casting other things in yeah. shadow. I really love which is what we are. Yeah. We're both
0: so important. And I really
1: love the lovers. I really love the mm-hmm. lovers card. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, the elements that go. Yes, let's talk some practical <sighs> things. Yeah. Um so I always I have to there are some things and especially the it's so funny. We were talking about how and and I was thinking, "Oh, it's an aging. I'm not that old, by the way." And She's I know not that I know. Old. I know. And all the 50-year-olds out there are going, um I'm not old. Screw you, Dana. So As you should be. I'm not old. But one of the... Th- I have to look at certain things the and time. the elements for the uh, suits are something that I have to do, even though I can remember my childhood phone number. <laughs> I cannot remember the password I created yesterday. So the wands are fire. fire.
1: And- quiz me. Quiz me. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, I'm going to quiz, Corey. Um, What are the pinnacles? We
1: just talked about that. Or- oh,
0: shoot. What are the swords? Air. And... What are
1: the cups, cups of water? <laughs> are I cups? like that one because it's easy to remember. Because what do cups hold? Water. water.
0: Yes. It, see, it, so here's where I do, and I've done this from the very first moment. I started interviewing Tarot. Wands and swords, I get them confused all the freaking time. Can, I want to make the wands air, and yeah. Can I offer
1: you a yeah. helpful mnemonic for that? Please. Okay. So when you swipe a sword through the air, it goes, whew. <gasps> And when you send sparks out of a wand, it looks like a fire. Okay. That helps me.
0: I will try to remember that. Okay. I'm not going to promise anything.
1: Just remember, the (laughs) swoosh of a sword is air. Swoosh. Um, I want to be so clear about something important. As a perfectionist, we've spoken about that tendency, I have a tendency to think that if I don't have everything memorized, I can't read tarot.
0: Yeah, which is not true. That is
1: not true. I keep the little book or my own journaling about my tarot deck handy when I am reading my cards. Yeah. Because I have a tendency to go with my initial knee jerk reaction, which is different than forming a response. And to form a response, you need all the information. And so it's important to have the information. And if you don't have it memorized, baby, look at the book.
0: Yeah. and But don't disregard your intuition about it. Sure, sure. It. And that's one of the things that journaling about tarot cards and like writing down what yeah. you see and then writing down what you feel from it. And it might be different for you mm-hmm. than somebody else. And then when you're with a client, when you're working with somebody, because you're commingling your energies, it might be different than anything you've ever seen before. Too. That's what I love about reading tarot. Is Different. that, yeah, when Every you time. read it for someone else, you also find new things. They're just, it's that whole hidden coded coded language that we keep talking about. Yeah. There are so many multiple layers about Terra So that's what I love about it.
1: And there's a really, <laughs> I, I think this is probably universal. It may not be, but from what I've heard from friends mm-hmm. and uh, stories is that if there's something you're trying to run from or not think about... Your tarot card is going to read you.
0: Jonah and the whale. I know it's a biblical reference, but it's so true. Tarot is like Jonah and the whale.
1: This was like six months ago, and I was having a really hard time with some daddy issues. And I didn't want to think about it or worry about it or do anything about it. And I did a tarot reading for myself that day, and I got roasted. My tarot deck roasted me. It was brutal. And there are some things that you can interpret and you can be like, oh, no, that's not what that means. But there are other things when you're looking at it and with the context of your life and your thoughts and your heart, you look at it and you go, son of a bitch.
0: (laughs) I'm going to have to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I
1: didn't for about six months. Oh, wow. Five months. And then when I did, I got to tell you, I had wish I had listened when I
0: got the cards. Mm.
1: Do you have any sparks you want to send up this week?
0: Yeah, let's send up some sparks. I want to shout out Annabelle Margaret. She is bringing me so much peace and joy right now. Many of you might know her as the Green Witch. I actually did not discover the Green Witch. I discovered Daughter of Old. She has started making the cinematography gorgeous, gorgeous, I, you know how you say as a witch that you don't know. Sometimes you just want to go to a cottage, and uh, yeah, she has the cottage. So, yeah, I don't know who that is? I yeah, see on TikTok. It's apps. Abso- oh, is she on TikTok too? Oh I my think gosh. so. So she makes these gorgeous films with her doing herbal work, and and she'll walk through the property and she'll gather herbs and flowers and come back and she'll bake and she'll. Uh, And I just went ahead and joined her Patreon and I have to be careful not to reveal some of the stuff she's revealed there that's coming up. But there's some exciting stuff that she's going to be sharing that I cannot I can't wait to talk about here because it's going to be very exciting. And I just when I need when I need solace. I go, her, yeah. uh-huh. I go to her, yeah. I go to her vlogs, and it helps me ground and recenter and be happy. And she recently shared a great story because because people on the internet can be jerks, sure thing. Um, about oh yeah, your idyllic life and blah blah blah. Yeah, the woman has a chronic illness that she's had since she was in, in middle school, and she just had to have surgery yet again. And it's just part of her daily life, and that's just not what she's chosen to share with us until now, because some things got interrupted, and she felt like she felt like she owed it to people who were in her Patreon account and following, even though she was brilliant and awesome. But she can't eat; she has a feeding tube. I mean, that is how and. Like, people just didn't, you know, and so my shout out also is be kind, people. You never know what somebody else is going through and just because they don't share everything with you. But if you want some happiness and some solace and some gorgeous beauty in your life, check her out on Instagram and on YouTube. I love that. So, daughter of old and Greenwich.
1: And I want to second, yeah. I want to second what you said about, like, be kind because some people... And I'm guilty of this. I do this a lot. They sometimes will post the way they wish their life looked or the way they wish they wish their life was. And what that can come across as is, look at my perfect life. Nothing is wrong with me. When in fact, it's somebody trying to manifest their perfect life. That's right. Or highlight or focus on what they want out of their life. So just remember that um, social media is a very tiny window. Yeah, it is. And you don't get to see everybody's whole experience.
0: And that's a good thing to remember, too, when you're studying witchcraft, is that we only show a little bit. You have to find the rest. Yeah. And so, yeah. what about you? What spark do you want to send up?
1: Um, My spark this week is an Etsy shop called Meckley Brooms. M-E-C-K-L-E-Y. They sell, as you might have guessed, brooms. Oh, my gosh. Now... The reason that I absolutely had to buy one was because they treat the handles with this beautiful lacquer, but before they do that, they shoot huge voltage electricity through it. What? So it looks like it has been struck by lightning.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: It's gorgeous. So I bought not only a full-sized broom, but a small hand broom. For cleansing my ritual space when i do my work and you can choose the colors and they got super fast and no two are exactly the same wow and uh big humongous shout out to meckley brooms
0: oh my gosh yeah i'm so excited i can't wait for you to post pictures. well or to send me pictures for me to there will be pictures yeah oh how fun oh cool Yeah, thanks for being here and being safe and wearing masks and keeping social distance and washing our hands and doing all that stuff.
1: And in light of, you know, the world right now, feel your feelings and go from there. We'll be back next time with... Sigils. Sigils, baby. I'm so excited. Cannot wait. I love sigils. Can't wait to talk about it. So until next time, be well. Harm none. And don't forget, you are magic. Bonfire Babble podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of this beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the Duwamish people and real rent, please see the links in our show notes. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate you.
0: If you have any friends that you think might be interested, we hope you share our podcast with them. And where can people reach us, Corey?
1: Reach out to us on Twitter at Bonfire Babble, on Instagram at Bonfire Babble Podcast, or even in our email at Bonfire Podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear all of your comments, questions, suggestions, and don't forget to like and subscribe.